three two one we are live everybody gets to hear the three two one it's so exciting because it is now a new episode of bid nerds welcome to bid nerds everyone my name is uh john polnick i had to look at my own lower third to know what my name is uh i'm one of the bid nerds along with my partner michael deeb this is your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars and cars and bids and bring a trailer and sometimes p car talk or uh p car market and and ebay and whatever other uh automotive auction sites we happen to find interesting cars but mostly cars and bids and bring a trailer um today we have some pretty darn interesting cars we do this every morning uh, at around the nine o'clock hour it kind of depends on when we get up it's monday so that's why we're late today uh, uh-huh. michael deeb how you had a good weekend happy new year by the way yeah happy new year to you too man um on new year's day esther and i took uh, ruby uh the 84 carrera out and we did our first breakfast club rally uh up here in northern california we met under the golden gate bridge and went up into the marin and sonoma coast it was pretty awesome dude that sounds fantastic jp when they (laughs) when they hold a rally they cut it off at 200 cars wow (laughs) and so they get you know they get a couple dozen no-shows but they still had i mean there was like 140 150 cars out there it was incredible and the cars are awesome well, all, okay, all cool. you know, the, these rallies and these drives where everyone gets together, I know they do the, the hangover run in L.A., you know, that's kind of a thing that everybody does, the New Year's New Year's Day car right. runs are kind of a thing, but, you know, you get these runs with so many cars, you know, how much fun can you have in a rally like that? It's great from a social point of view, but from a driving point of view, doesn't it just get backed up? If you're not, like, one of the top, one of the cars, like the first two or three cars, you're pretty much stuck in a traffic jam for all afternoon. So when you when you sign up, they sign you up into three different run groups. Mm-hmm. And then from the meeting point, different run groups leave the meeting point to go to the, the destination at mm-hmm. different times. Mm-hmm. Um, so by that rationale, uh, that helps with the problem. The problem in Northern California versus maybe the really obscure hills in L.A. is these roads are being littered by tourists. So mm-hmm. it's not just that there were a lot of cars in our run group. There was just a bunch of other cars on the road. So we yeah. couldn't really go fast. But uh, but it was still fun. There was some good parts to it, but they don't run like we run in L.A. And it certainly don't run like we run in Vegas where we have the roads to ourselves. Yeah. So we had a, the hangovers over run on Saturday. So we skipped Friday, let yeah. ourselves kind of like get all the alcohol out of our systems. And then we met up on Saturday morning and we did a run down to Topak, which uh, if anybody nice. knows, it's over the old Route 66 uh, pass through Oatman just outside of Kingman, Arizona. So it takes about an hour to get out of the city and get to the good road, but it's pretty dang spectacular. Um, we had a great time. Uh, the PCA, our good friend Solomon, is now the president of the local PCA chapter so we kind of intersected with them it wasn't the same event we did that deliberately and there was a little bit of drama uh we had one of the guys (laughs) in the pca club um kind of interact with well me and (laughs) and our friend jason um and it was yeah there were words at the end of that it's it's interesting that you know it's like if you're on a group run you know, one thing that, 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 you know, most group runs kind of knows if so, you know, because these things aren't a race, we are driving spiritly, spiritedly, but, it, but it's not a race, right? When someone wants to go around you, you let them around, right? There's nothing worse than being stuck behind an RV on a twisty road and they won't let you around. The only thing that is worse is when someone who is in a GT3 RS that's purple won't get the hell out of your way and you're in a base 997 cab. What the hell, dude? So yeah. this guy refuses <laughs> to get out of the way. Um, our friend, uh, Jason, and 
finds a spot that's safe and he goes to go around him. He gets like next to him. The guy in the GT three steps on it, right? He won't let him by. And, uh, Jason's just like waving his arms around and then we get, you know, a half mile later oh and Jason God. finds a spot to get around him. And when he does go around him, the guy gives him a double Bert. Right. And it's like, Ugh. bro, we're all going to the same place. We're all having lunch in the only restaurant where we're going. That's going to yeah. be awkward. Um, and so, yeah, I got, I, same thing. I got around him and he double birded me and you know, it was one of these guys, again, he's in a GT three RS and I'm just in this little car. So in the, on the corners, he just, he's like, but in the straightaways, of course he wants to go 200 miles an hour. So as soon as the straightaway happened, I gave him a point by, and he blows by me. Like he doesn't even go in the other lane, blows rocks all over the place. And then and flips me off. I'm like, okay, all right, this is going to be fun. So we get to Topak and uh, everyone's parked in the same spot. I parked my car and I walked up to him and I embarrassed myself. I, uh, I, uh, I gave him the right. I did not handle it well. I may have overreacted just a little bit. But so what, I apologize what, to everyone. But what was his defense for being so unobtuse about like letting people buy? I mean, is he worried that he's going to get a stone chip in his well, that was the thing. RS. I mean, I ran up to him. I'm like, you know, he was wearing one of those, uh, one of those Porsche Motorsports shirts that has like the 15 on it and uh, like Porsche logos all over it, right? Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. like, okay, here we go. So I like across the parking lot. I'm like, hey, number yeah. 15. And he like looks over, <laughs> and the whole group looks over, and I just march right up to him. I'm like, the fact that you gave me a double bird when I passed you in a group yeah. run makes you the people and yeah. everyone's like whoa what is going on and some i don't know some octogenarian grabbed my shoulder and like he, he he gets it you got him all right let's yeah. let's move on and kept a, so i think jason would have bailed me out of uh, i don't know where do you go to jail in topak arizona that probably i don't know probably they put you in a, they put you in a pen with the other cows or something you know yeah yeah so that was unfortunate but we actually uh that sounds crazy but uh, we actually had a fantastic time it was a really fun run uh everyone there barring one guy was just great um <laughs> you know sometimes people uh, some you know it's that whole thing you have a bunch of money you go out and buy a fast car and i don't know it doesn't make you a fast driver. Yeah, it's it's hard for people with the fastest car to let anybody else buy. It just well, is. yeah, and none of us really care how fast you go. Nobody wants anyone to drive outside of their skill level or drive more, you know, drive in a way that they're not comfortable. Um, that's fine. Drive slower, drive whatever pace you're comfortable driving. But if someone wants to go around you, just let them buy. And whatever yeah. you do, don't make it a dangerous situation. I mean, because that was the problem is that, the, is that our friend yeah. goes to go around the guy, you know, expecting and him he, to yield uh, so that he can get back over into the right lane as quickly as possible. And now all of a sudden he's in a drag race going and everyone has to make a decision. All right, we're in, now we're playing chicken on a public right. road. That's just, uh, ooh, yeah, man. that's, 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 that's an asshole. The guy. That's yeah. an asshole move. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Frank, Frank Williams famously said about Michael Schumacher, the most important nut in the car is the one behind, <laughs> is the, one behind the wheel. And, uh, and there you go. Well, All speaking right. of nuts, uh, the, what we do on this show is we don't just talk about stupid drives over the weekend. Uh, we talk about the most interesting cars and cars and bids and bring a trailer. That's why you tuned in. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of our picks last week because we do keep track. Michael and I have yeah. a little bit of a competition going, and yeah. typically I'm much better at this than he is. Uh, and last week he started <laughs> off like, do you know anything about cars? But he caught yeah. up. So uh, how, did, how did our little uh, game of chicken work out? Yeah, last yeah. week you want to go over that 
Yeah, pretty good. Um, JP, I, I was the doormat on Monday. Um, you, had a, <laughs> you had a great day on Monday. Um, basically, you got four of the five correct. And the beauty, the highlight of the week for you came with our very first car. On Cars and Bids, there was a 2005 Subaru Baja Sport. And you got a Yahtzee. You guessed 7500 and that car sold for 7500 I uh, didn't so guess. I predicted with authority and knowledge. That's right. Yeah, yeah. JP Polnick Nostradamus uh, at your <laughs> service. Um, so that was fantastic. So you got an asterisk behind uh, that one. On Tuesday, I fared a little bit better. I got three of the picks correct, and you got two of them correct. Mm. Uh, but we did pretty well. That was pretty evenly split. Uh, we had sort of the similar result on Wednesday, again, where I got three and you selected two correctly. Um, so we're looking pretty even going into the end of the week. But on Thursday, oh, JP, yeah. man, I, expect, I expected the fishing game warden to show up and, and ask me to catch and release and set you free because, oh, I had four. Uh, you did get one, the CLK DTM, uh, you guessed correctly, but I got four. At the end of the week, I had 11, you had nine, but you did get the Yahtzee. They'll score twice, uh, so it was a pretty good week overall. We were pretty even, to say the least. Well, if I recall, I did give you some some extra <laughs> leeway there. Uh, I gave you a fighting chance because I wanted to see I wanted to see a little parody there. No, we had a good time. Um, I think that's one of the things that with this show is that we typically uh, we are pretty darn even in that regard. Sometimes one of us will get just a little bit ahead of the other, but uh, but uh, it is fun keeping track. And uh, we've got a whole new week. And not only do we have a whole new week, but we have a whole new year. Uh, so let's go ahead and get to today today's cars we've got some really cool stuff to talk about um let's go ahead and get into it what cars are we going to talk about on cars and bids and bring a trailer today what's our first car okay so let's start on cars and bids we're going to look at a 1998 ford contour svt uh so jp's out out i mean what (laughs) yeah this is an enthusiast car i i know that it looks like something you'd find in a rental parking lot near an airport in 1997 yeah uh ford at the time if you remember jp had some success selling high performance mustangs with the svt cobra moniker they threw the same application at their f-150 pickup and made the ford light svt and it could be those in stock so ford thought they'd take this recipe and sprinkle it over their basic bitch little four-door subcompact sedan called contour and they created a contour svt this car is ironic i think i don't know it's front wheel drive two and a half liter v6 it makes a little more horsepower it's not particularly heavy but it's not particularly light but the main thing is that it's front wheel drive um so anyways here you go 195 horsepower 170 pound foot of torque 3,100 pounds, five-speed manual, and uh, and it's got you know little bits different suspension, a little bit interesting aero kit, and uh, and these cars were only like twenty-five thousand dollars when they were brand new, um, but I don't think it was much of a success because Ford did not continue to make this car for very long. I don't know how long it lasted, but here is a rare one out of Lyndhurst, New York, with just forty-seven thousand original miles. Um, what what could a car like this possibly bring? Is there anybody out there that even remembers this damn thing? Yeah, I mean, somebody wants this for a Radwood show. If Radwood shows were actually happening, this would be something that uh, you would want to bring there. I mean, you got to appreciate that Ford was taking a risk. I mean, that's not something that any of the American car companies really 
did back then was take risks. I mean, it's not like uh, now they have their, what is it, the Focus RS or whatever, um, which is a fantastic car, you know, but that thing's all-wheel drive and it's a hot hatch. You know, what did this compete with? What what year is this car again? This is a... 98. You know, I mean, so what are you competing with back then? You're in a Mark three Volkswagen GTI, which was probably the worst GTI of all time, but still light years better than this dog, you know, (laughs) whatever, um, you know, for a little sedan like that. I mean, it is kind of interesting because you had like AMG C six or what was it? C 43s back then, the Mercedes little, uh, sedans that had that kind of thing, you know, that little sport thing, but I don't think you could get those in a manual. So, you know, you got to give that something, but really otherwise an what an E 36, I think is probably who they're going after here. Yeah. But even those cars were closer to 300 horsepower. This car didn't even make 200 horsepower and this car's front wheel drive. Ford yeah. kind of when 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 the magazines reviewed this car, they like you know and again the magazines are fluff pieces. They they are all yeah. trying to get marketing dollars, but the magazines were saying, okay, if you're a Mustang and you need four doors, this is your car. And I'm like, no, it's not. You no, know, it's not. Yeah, you know, a, a, a Cobra, you know, a, a Cobra from this era had independent rear suspension and a 32 valve V8. That was a fun car to drive. I don't know that this was a fun car to drive. This car was just more fun to drive than the average Contour. So anyways, 25,000 bucks original MSRP. This car is sitting at $8,700 on 22 bids. And JP, for the audience to know, this is a no reserve auction. This car will sell. So there you go. What do you, what's your, uh, I think I'm going to say, let me jump right in JP. Sorry to cut yeah. you off. I'm going to go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go $11,000 and we can move on. <laughs> Ugh, God. Uh, yeah. I don't think it breaks 10. Uh, so, oh, man. Yeah. 10 grand. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I, it's sitting at eighty seven hundred right now, which yeah. is just absurd to me. There's no, 20, there's no way bits. I would give someone eighty seven hundred dollars for this. What on earth are you thinking? So many other yeah. cars have come across cars and bids, uh, hammer, you know, whatever auction block that this. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, all right, let's move on because I'm just really sick of even thinking. Just having the words Ford Contour in my head <laughs> is really, I just can't believe we've wasted that many brain cells recalling our memories of Ford Contours. We got something better coming up. What else we got? Let's, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. let's move on. I, I just, I have to tell the audience how fun it is to sit here and make you uncomfortable on air. It's really fun for me. I don't know why. Okay, we're going to go to. I'm going to double bird you like that guy in the GT3 RS this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to go to P-Car Market, and JP, I, I have to confess, I, I saw a couple of really cool cars for this week on P-Car mm. Market, but man, their platform is terrible. Really uh, is. So we, 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 we begrudgingly move our audience to P-Car Market to look at this 1993 uh, Porsche Carrera 911. This is a C2 Coupe, which is kind of becoming the holy grail. Yeah. 964s are been on the move. They, they only made them for a limited number of years. Uh, they were not incredibly massive sales successes, so there's not like a ton of them in this country. And um, quite often, these cars that are nice get selected to be reimagined by take your pick of of aftermarket sort of tuner that that build these cars into something even cooler than they were originally. So to find a unmodified 911 coupe that's two-wheel drive from this era is becoming more and more difficult. As such, the guy who had this car spent $30,000 to bring it back to as good as it might have been when it was originally sold in 1993. The car is sitting on 59,000 miles and is offered to us out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida 
with $30,000 worth of recent work. They painted mm. the front bumpers and the hood. They sourced a set of cup, 17-inch uh, cup wheels and put new tires on them. And then they went through the entire car as far as maintenance and hoses and oil change and all this sort of stuff. So, I mean, they spent some money on this car. I even think they did some stuff to the interior. So uh, it, this car is basically mechanically refurbished everything on it the ac the heater the headlights uh gaskets everywhere they did a ton there's a laundry list of things that they did to bring this car back to to snuff but now what you have is a car that probably doesn't need service for two years and mm -hmm. it's a black on black c2 coupon cup wheels that's a gorgeous car yeah. um and i thought it was worthy of our attention i obviously really believe in it last night when i selected this car jp it was um, in the $50,000 range, and it has jumped up with just an hour to close, it has jumped up to $65,964. So I'd say this car's got to be pretty close to its reserve and maybe looking to sell. What do you think? Yep. I mean, 964s are skyrocketing in value. Like you said, they really were the ugly stepchild of their time. They didn't make a lot of them back then because like, kind of like uh, 08 and 09, 2010, uh, you know, Porsche really slowed down their production uh, because, you know, the economy wasn't that good. Plus they had the 993 coming out. Plus the 964 was just like the, at the time, everyone was like, golly, when are they going to finally retire this body style? Because <laughs> it's basically the same thing since the 60s and and consequently everybody bought the, the people that did buy them um had them for a while and then they hit the secondary market and they plummeted in value and they retreated poorly because the new owners just you know they were they were value buyers they weren't people that were really buying porsches because they loved porsches they just bought it because it was cheap and it looked like a porsche and so they didn't get maintenance and so many of them just were just destroyed so yes yeah. a black on black c2 uh, 93 is a significant year as well because they changed the clutch uh, you know they they changed so on the older ones on the 89 to 92s they didn't uh -huh. even have a there was no gasket between the transmission and the engine so they were super oh, right. prone to oil leaks uh, you know the, yeah. the rear main seal was just awful um, so they fixed all that stuff on the 93 plus a bunch of other little cosmetic stuff so yeah, yeah this mirrors. is the car you want yeah the new mirrors, mirrors I mean, this right? is yeah. yeah this is this is the car um, right. how many miles did you say this car has on it it's basically fifty nine thousand miles JP. yeah wow uh that is really uh you know the only the only downside of this car is that it's coming from florida um but that but the it sounds like the people who have it did all the things that you would hope someone would do right. from a car from florida right. changing all the seals because that's the stuff that's just going to get destroyed and roached out so yeah yeah right. uh we've yeah. seen some big numbers on p car market you got a number for this car yeah, so here's the thing. You know, they overhauled the AC and all that stuff. Mm. So, JP, they, it seems like they really did. They, they, a lot of attention was paid to this car. So here's the thing. Uh, last night when it was at $58,000, I thought that it would come in around 63. And I literally wrote a note to myself that this car should be close to 70 grand. But it looks like it's going to get there because overnight now the car is sitting at 65000 So I'm going to say $70,000, and I think it should sell there. If this car was at like 45,000 miles, this could very easily be an $85,000 car. And this car could still very easily go over my $70,000 bid. But I think that's the right number for a car um, that's had so much stuff redone. Although, I don't know, man, it, it could go higher. There you go. 70,000, I think it sells. Yeah, uh, I 
think, you know, my, my big concern, of course, is the platform. Will P-Car Market be able to bring the money? Uh, if yeah. this car were on one of the other platforms, well, particularly bring Absolutely. a trailer, um, yeah. it's definitely worth more. But I think this car is worth way more than $70,000. I mean, like way more. Because you're seeing C4 coupes, like 89s and 90s and 91s, um, with way more miles or the same miles or more going for you know, I mean, the minimum for a 964 coupe at any mileage is somewhere in the 50s. So, yeah. you know, then you add the fact that this is a C2. Well, that's got to yeah. put another at least another 10 grand on it. Right. Uh, then you add the fact that it's a 93. That's got to be at least another 10 grand. Um, so, yeah, I am definitely going to go higher. I'm going to say 75. And I think this thing could... If the audience is here, there are people I believe that would pay eighty or even right. eighty-five for this car, maybe even higher. Because right. perfect color, perfect year, perfect just about everything. Yeah, yeah. JP, could we buy it for seventy-five and put it on bring a trailer for eighty-five? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> a real that's a real thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful car. Okay. Really cool. All right. So we're Porsche heavy today, and yeah. let's stay on it. Let's jump over to bring a trailer, and we're gonna look at a car that. Oh man, all that sh all that glitters is not gold. Um, <laughs> out of Burbank, California, a 1996 Porsche 911 Targa. And JP, I just want to jump right in here because I'm not sure if you read, but everything I read about this car leads me to think that this is just not a good one. Mm. Um, the AC is not working. Uh, they put a new piece of glass, I think, in the sunroof. Um, I don't know. There was like paintwork and stuff. This car, it's got an accident. So it's damage on the car, on the Carfax, but it doesn't show an accident. It doesn't have the stock stereo. They reupholstered the leather. I mean, there are so many strange stories pertaining to this particular car. I should note that with the 993, when Porsche made the Targa, they did not sell a lot of them in the United States. And most of the ones that they did sell went with the automatic transmission. So for sake of argument, we had a 98 at uh, Gauden, and they made 121 Targas in 1998, but only 22 of those had a stick shift. Um, so if that was similar numbers in uh, 96, this is indeed a very rare car with the manual transmission and 70,000 miles. But this one just looks like it's had a rough life, and I'm not sure this car is going to bring the money that it should being such a rare model and a rare color in this uh, turquoise green metallic. Yeah, I mean, the Targas are hot. Uh, I mean, so, you know, we've talked about Targa 993s before. They are really a cabrio with a hard top put on it. It's basically a big old glass roof that's uh, that's grafted to a, a cabrio. So they do they are prone to the same kind of cabrio issues. Not that I have a problem with cabrio issues. I'm a cabrio 993 owner, as everyone knows. Um, you know, this car, I, I really like these a lot. Um, I'm not a fan of this color. You know, it's kind of that Honda... Uh, the <laughs> 80s Honda Accord green, you know, totally, teal green yeah. with yeah. gray interior that just does not hold up well. But that's my opinion. It seems like I'm usually in the minority there when it comes to weird colors on Porsches. People love these weird colors. I think if it had a, you know, black or black and, you know, black dash and the gray interior you could live with, but this sea of gray is just not a place that you want to spend much time. Um, but it's probably, a, 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 you know, I mean, it's a, 
it's a 993. These cars are fantastic to drive around. You say that the glass has been replaced uh, or I, one of the glass panels. Um, I, that's a good thing. One would presume that, that they yeah. fix some of the other problems because those, those target tops are big mechanical sunroofs with plastic gears and they are just notorious right. for failing. Um, yeah. All the, all the little clips that have to move for the window to like pop up and slide on those rails, everything yeah. that that piece of glass, which is heavy has to go through is plastic and they fail. Yeah. They just, yeah. it's not when it's not if it's when. And so the, those things, it looks like this has been redone, but I don't know. There, there was just some fishy stuff with this, especially the damage report. Uh, Cause there's no detail as to what the damage was. So I, I don't know this, this just, I think this car is going to suffer and not bring the money that it should. Um, and then, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. That appeal to that color is interesting. What I've learned about the Porsche community is that they like the cars that you know, the, the, the value is in the cars that have uh, less replicas out there. So if a car is a limited production run or if a car, uh, you know, only a few of them were built in a really obscure color, those cars have great appeal to the Porsche community. And so yeah. there you go. It's hurting this car too. That it doesn't have any pictures really of the engine, anything underneath. I mean, there's just like, there's very little information here. Uh, and that's going to be a big, big problem for this car. Uh, is there a reserve on this thing? Uh, there is, and we don't know where. And yeah, JP, I wrote uh, damage report leak. Uh, the AC is leaking. The, it needs to be, it was reupholstered and there's literally no photos. JP, if you go to the listing, um, there's no extra photos. Like all the photos that they put in their bucket didn't mm -hmm. require them to put on the bottom one, like plus 75 more photos or whatever. Yeah. They have literally no additional photos. They didn't even fill out the minimum requirement for images, which I think is a huge mistake for this auction as we've yeah. come to learn. So yeah, that's going to hurt the seller. Uh, do you have a bid on this car? Yeah. I, so the car is sitting at $53,666. So the mm. evil emperor is looking <laughs> to buy this car. As such, I think this car is going to stall out at $57,000. I think the buyer should let it go at that price, but I'm not convinced that this car will sell at fifty-seven because, again, if this were a better ad or some of those things were addressed, this car should bring considerably more money. Yeah, I'm definitely going under. I'm going 55. I think it stalls out. Uh, there's no way this thing is going to hit reserve. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, look, if, if all the information was there uh, or were there and and this car, if the car does have issues, that's fine. A 993 yeah. Targa uh, in good running driving condition with all, you know, th that's an open book uh, yeah. with full disclosure. People are fine with all these things. They just want to yeah. know. And the fact that you're kind of in this situation where you just don't know, you're rolling the dice, you're going to drop over $50,000 on a car that yeah. you've never even seen. I mean, that's not, it's not going to happen. So uh yeah. yeah this this auction is a big old fail um yeah yeah Bummer. so all right uh neat car but uh not the one i would choose and i'm sure you agree let's move on to the next uh, car what do we got abs absolutely jp i'd much rather have that <laughs> that 964 yeah so okay uh this next pick is really exciting um maybe you can tell us if you know uh this was a viewer suggestion that we look at this particular car out of blacksburg virginia blacksburg virginia mm. is a bmw 328 xi wagon six-speed manual m sport package this car ticks almost <laughs> every cool box bmw has left um this is also a no reserve action <laughs> the car is sitting on just 65,000 miles. And I'm telling you, JP, when we looked at that other BMW wagon last week, I'm not convinced you knew this particular model even existed, that you could get the 
M aero package, you know, with the suspension tuning. And then this also has the M interior package, which has the wheels and the steering wheel and the shifter and all this other cool stuff. This is a really neat car. <laughs> this is a unicorn. Yeah, I was I was unaware or had just forgotten that you could get an M Sport six speed wagon. And here yeah. it is in basically the perfect color combination oh, too. For I sure. mean silver on black with the yep. it even has the if I recall, it has the brushed aluminum trim on the interior. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, it does. Al- aluminum inlay. That's part, oh, man. Of, part of I mean, yeah, cool. this is almost, if not more, of a unicorn than that black on black 93964. I mean, it where is. are you going to yeah. find? And low miles on top of it. Super I mean, low miles. Yeah. about the only thing that's negative here is that it's an East Coast car. So you are yeah. going to have to be concerned about maybe some corrosion underneath. But this no. is just the perfect everyday driver. This is, I mean. Look at those seats. Oh, Look at so the bolsters. Nice. Those yeah. seats are so comfortable. <laughs> JP, yeah. I'm telling you, man, BMW, when they make a sports seat versus their standard seat, it is unbelievable how comfortable those things are. They're this really car, nice. This car, yeah. It was suggested to us, by the way, by uh, our good friend Sahan Faisi, who has been a third nerd Sahan! on the show before. Sahan, oh, yes. Reaching out to Sahan, yeah. Happy New Year, Sahan. What's his, uh, what's his Instagram handle? It's hilarious. Uh, Persian Pillow. Persian pillow, the Persian pillow, the Happy Persian year, pillow. Friend. Happy New to, Year! To yeah, I mean, family. this so thing love you. even has the pano and the rear seats fold down. Oh. I mean, why the hell would you buy an X3 or X anything? Really? I mean, yeah. this this has everything. Oh yeah, man, totally. I want this car. It's a good thing it's on the East Coast because I won't bid on it because it's an East Coast car. Not necessarily because of just that. I just don't want to go through the hassle of going and getting it. Um, <laughs> but man, uh, yeah, gotta love it. We can sit here and talk about it all day. What's your bid on this car, Michael Deep? Okay, so last night it was at $17,000 on wow. 10 bids. Right now it's at 19,250 JP on it still says 17 bids. So I'm not sure what's going on with their system. Mm. Something is not right, but I believe this car is going to sell because it's no reserve. I'm going to sell at $22,700. Remember this car was $50,000 brand new on the MSRP. Yeah, you know, I mean, geez, this car with a six-speed manual, uh, this car is probably going to bring twice as much as the automatic version of the identical car, uh, right. which would be around ten or eleven grand. So, yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, you're dang it, you are spot on. Um, so, I'm gonna bet the under and just go a little conservative and say 21 i think it's gonna yeah boy what am i thinking uh it's probably gonna take off from there but yeah what a what a fantastic car do want imagine imagine jp if this car i'm saying it's basically around 23 if this Mm -hmm. car were to bring 25 just just hear me out Mm -hmm. a fifty thousand dollar bmw station wagon yeah in the united states that is nine years old out of warranty and has 65,000 miles is we're saying is still worth basically 50% of its original MSRP. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty incredible. So, yeah, I mean, come on, BMW, come on, car manufacturers. What do we learn from this stuff? It's like, yeah. do you guys not look at any data from anything? That's not uh, <laughs> an inch and a half past your nose. I mean, it's like make some gosh, dang manuals. What is wrong with yeah. you guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, it's, 
it's just I don't get it. You know, they just yeah. refuse. Listen, to, listen to us telling the, the the board of directors at GM to take advice from the bid nerds. Yeah, well, I mean, they maybe they'd actually uh, you know have a company that makes some money. Who knows? All right, so uh, we both love this car. How awesome would your garage be if it had both oh, this and that nine six four, that black and black nine six four? That would that, be ultimate yeah. garage, wouldn't it? Seriously, that's a great pair of cars. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, with the last car of the day is what? Oh, this okay. one. <laughs> Oh, this, this, car. this is, yeah, JP, you picked a humdinger here. So we're looking at, <laughs> hear me out now. We're looking at a, I got a lot of numbers for this car. Okay, yeah. 1993 Mercedes-Benz SL600 Rentec SL74. So basically, yeah, basically somebody took their $125,000 brand new 93 SL600 with a V12 and they took it to Rentec and they worked up a, an invoice for $78,000 worth of parts and labor to create this masterpiece, uh, which is basically a Mercedes-Benz two-seat Roadster convertible. It's got a removable hardtop and an electronic soft top. These are really cool cars that handle a little bit better than you might think they would. They, they are essentially grand tours, but they're surprisingly capable on a back road these are wonderful cars to drive and back in the day these were you know this was the palm springs beverly hills boca raton i've made it car you know like these are this is the country club mobile if ever there was one but get a load wrap it wrap your head around these numbers jp the standard v12 that mercedes makes was 390 horsepower and 420 pound foot of torque after the the engineers and devious minds at Rentec get their hands on it they bore the motor out to 7.4 liter hence the sl74 nomenclature Jeez. and when they're finished this motor naturally aspirated i think makes 575 horsepower and 584 pound foot of torque this thing is freaking fast so there you go now this car if you do the math this car was over two hundred thousand dollars 17 years ago and the car is languishing right now at $52,000 but it's got a lot of action it's on 23 bids out of Pittsford New York on bring a trailer there you go oh man I'm so excited about this car it looks so cool <laughs> I love that look at the stereo or the oh, you know underneath the little yeah. phone th I mean that is just yeah. the design the Bauhaus kind of Bauhausian yeah. straight angular lines here um, totally. it would be better if it didn't have the wood trim but I mean oh man this car just gets me so going um, yeah. it does remind <laughs> me of the 500 SL I got to drive back in uh, Texas back in the same year I, I may have been a drug yeah. mule back then um, this <laughs> Yeah, but I I wasn't doing it in a almost six hundred horsepower car. I mean those numbers, those are those are modern numbers. This is a car from nineteen ninety three, and that is I mean that's like a uh, that's like a modern AMG type car. I mean this is it, it is yeah unbelievable. Yeah. Now I gotta think that um, if you do own this car and you are gonna run it, oh boy, you gotta you you're going to have to have a mechanic or someone that really knows their Mercedes in your oh, corner, because I don't know that. what you do if something goes, goes wrong, slightly yeah. wrong in this thing. I mean, that's just a yeah. little, a little and, terrifying. And again, JP, th this car made so much torque that the suspension, the differential and the transmission are not up to the task. So yeah. if it, it, as, as silly as it sounds, 
you want to drive this super powerful car gently because if you go stomping it around uh, or trying to shift it automatically with that lever in the thing, you're going to break this car in half. Like, I mean, it makes so much power. And and back in, in those days, it's hard to believe, 17 years ago, 600 horsepower and 600 pound foot of torque was unheard of. It just, yeah. Nothing on the road was designed to handle that kind of power. And now, you know, there's every manufacturer has a 600 horsepower car. But back then, nobody did. And so, you know, you got to be careful. Yeah, and you got to think that, uh, you know, it, like a like a Viper of the era or something like that. I mean, if it doesn't break when you stomp on it, it, it it's going to be prone to doing all kinds of things that you're not going to expect. But at least your hands will be on that, uh, that perforated leather steering wheel, and they'll be oh so comfy when you go into yeah. uh, oncoming traffic or in yeah. a ditch or something. JP, that last part of the clip you just showed, the, yeah. his particular hardtop, is a is a tinted glass hardtop with, yeah. with a manual screen. I mean, that is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, love this car. Well, okay, so I mean, it's anybody's guess because it's not like there's any I comps know. for this thing, right? I mean, totally. what yeah. the hell? Who's gonna buy this? Uh, for I, yeah, what you, you got a bid? You got some? Yeah. So what do you think? So it's interesting that this car's really been driven. It's got fifty two thousand miles on it. Now, if this car had twenty five thousand miles, I'd say it's gonna bring. 85 to 95 thousand dollars but the 52,000 miles which shouldn't hold it back but i just it's it's i don't know man i don't think it's going anywhere i i say 65,000 bucks and i'm not sure it sells at that because i'm sure Mm. the owner thinks it's worth a whole lot more i I, but again we're shooting in the dark here jp so 65,000 is my bid 65,000. All right. Yeah. I don't think it's going anywhere near that. I'm going to say 60 and, uh, I don't even think it makes 60 to be perfectly honest, but I'm just going to, just from a betting point of view, um, 20, I mean, 23 bids. Yeah. I mean, it could get there. I don't know. I mean, at 60 grand, if that, uh, if that 993 target gets to about the same place, which car would you rather have? Oh, no, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, a teal green, a a Honda teal green, uh, on gray, uh, Porsche Targa 993 or this black on black monster that you can just like eat children with. This thing is so why can't evil. I have the why can't I have the nine six four? That's the car I want. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess it's the same price too, right? Well, I don't know. Yeah. I still think that nine six four is going to go for way more than this car. Yeah. I think this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah. I I don't put those two together because I just yeah I think the nine six four is obviously just going to yeah. yeah. Anyways, um. All right. Well, this will be interesting to watch and see at the end of the day and how this one shapes up. Uh, I yeah. hope it's not on reserve. I hope someone gets to buy this car and gets to drive it. Where is yeah. this car? Where is it? Do you know? Pittsford, New York. Pittsford, New York, not Pittsburgh, yeah. Pennsylvania. All right, so right. this is not a car that you're going to fly out and drive home this time of year. This is something you're going to have to no ship out if you're on the West Coast. So that's too bad because that would be one hell of a road trip car. Oh, um, man. Yeah. All right. Well, gosh, see, that's just the kind of thing we nerd out on on <laughs> the daily nerd out on the most interesting cars and cars and bids and bring a trailer. This is Bid Nerds. So we really do appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We've got a lot of new subscribers and a lot of people uh, making comments, and we really, really appreciate that. We love having audience suggestions like we did today from our friend Sahan. Uh, we've got some audience suggestion cars for later in the week. Uh, that means yeah. if there's a car that you want us to review, we will happily put that in our roster. Uh, yeah. And we have- uh, Go ahead. Later, later in the week, we have something from John Alcantara. Do we not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he may oh, even third awesome. nerd us. Uh, he yeah, might third nerd cool. us on Friday. We'll see. Oh, yeah, I think he yeah. Should. I think he yeah. should. And I think he should buy that car. So I do. Well, you know, our ahead. friend Jeff should be buying that car. That's who uh, needs to own Jeff that Jew? car. Yes, oh, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. 
Calling you out, brother. Uh, yeah, it's right. time for an air-cooled car. And this one yeah. that we've got coming up at the end of the Seriously week special. might just be it. Yeah. All right. We'll yeah. tune in every day at around the 9 o'clock hour on YouTube and Facebook uh, for Bid Nerds. My name is John Polnick, along with my partner, Michael Deeb. I'm coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada, and he is in the San, San Francisco, Francisco Bay Area. So yeah. we are all over the place. We're not in the same room. You may think that we're right next to each other, but nope, this is all digital. <laughs> stuff uh so hey hit that subscribe button like share spread the word we really need your guys' help because we are a new youtube channel and uh we love our audience uh we will see you guys tomorrow at around the nine o'clock hour for even more interesting cars and cars and bids and bring a trailer thanks guys see you tomorrow thanks jp